From George Washington the third's decommitment to Montrez Harrell signing a contract with the 76ers, and finally, C.J. Jacobson cutting his list to six, including the Cardinals in said list. There's a lot of stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. At this time, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And as always, thank you all. Thank you goes out to you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Global podcast, free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11 Plus, five days a week, your team, every day. A wide variety of stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. We are going to discuss 2023 four-star guard George Washington III decommitting from Ohio State, reopening his recruitment, and the Cardinals have already reached out. Uh, Montrez Harrell signed a two-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. I like the move for both Trez and for the Sixers. We're going to talk about why in the second segment. In the third segment, um, 2023 three-star tight end C.J. Jacobson has cut his list to six, and the Cardinals have made that list. So a lot of different stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. We're going to begin by discussing George Washington the third. Uh, probably the biggest Louisville basketball recruiting news outside of the news that uh, highly rated four-star center Isaiah Miranda, excuse me, uh, it was confirmed that he is indeed going to take an official visit to the Cardinals program this weekend. I know on yesterday's episode we said, you know, hey, it says it on his 24-7 sports profile that he's supposed to be visiting this weekend, but now we have the confirmation. Um, George Washington the third. On the other hand, decommitted from Ohio State on Monday, and it was kind of odd timing because he visited the campus on an unofficial, uh, I think it was an unofficial, it was either official or an unofficial, one of the two, but he was on a visit, put it that way, and he decommitted shortly after. Now, there has been rumors that a lot of it was due to, you know, Bronny James being on campus, another highly rated guy was on campus as well, so some people think that um, that may have a correlation with it, but regardless, you know, let rumors be rumors at this point. What is the most important bit of news is that he is no longer a member of the Buckeyes recruiting class. So, um, you know, a very highly talented guard is back into the 2023 cycle uncommitted. The former Christian Academy of Louisville guard has kind of slid down the rankings a little bit on 24-7 sports. A guy that, um, you know... Here and there, I, I'm interested to see where he's at in, in like uh, ESPN rankings and stuff like that because he slid down a little bit in the 24/7 sports rankings. Um, trying to find his ESPN rankings as well, just to kind of compare. I'm not sure why I didn't get this up to begin with, but yeah, so he's 55th in the ESPN top 100 according to obviously ESPN. But 24/7 sports, Washington is. Ranked as the 106th best prospect, um, 76 according to the 24/7 Sports Composite. The six foot two combo guard, um, originally from Texas, 
uh, moved to Louisville when his, his father, George Washington, um, accepted the head coaching job at Mercy Academy, spent a year coaching the Jaguars, and uh, now is an assistant coach at Dayton to where the family followed him up the road to Ohio. He will finish out his high school career at Chaminade Julien up in Dayton, Ohio. So that has a lot of people thinking that, you know, with Washington's father being uh, an assistant coach for Dayton's women's basketball team, that there's a solid chance that the Flyers men's program could, um, you know, get a solid um, stance in this recruitment. And it could be tough to, um, you know, take him out of the city, you know, with the family being in Dayton already, um, you know, so on and so forth. But a lot of programs have reached out so far, the Cardinals being one of those programs. And it's pretty interesting because um, it seems like, you know, when I talked with Washington, uh, not this past summer, but the one before that when I did a recruiting feature uh, interview with him for Cardinal Sports Zone, um, you know, he mentioned that yeah, he was very comfortable in the city of Louisville. Uh, he loved the Louisville. Um, you know, very, very comfortable with the university as well. Um, you know, Louisville was pretty high up on his list before he made a kind of an unexpected commitment to Ohio State. Um, obviously, that's with a different coaching staff. Now, Chris Mack was the head coach of Louisville when they were recruiting him. Um, but, you know, it seems like, um, you know, Kenny Payne's already reached out. There has been rumors uh, from Travis Graff of um, Louisville Rivals that he's planning on making a visit coming up soon. So, uh, obviously, if you're Louisville in this instance and you are set on recruiting him and prioritizing him, as it seems like Kenny Payne and company have done, um, the next best thing is to get him back on campus so he can meet with the staff and meet with some of the former players. Um, obviously, Louisville Live would be an interesting event to have him at. Now, he was in attendance at last year's Louisville Live at Churchill Downs, so um, keep that in mind. So even if he's not able to attend Louisville, Louisville Live, well, he's already been in attendance at one in the past. So um, if he was at Christian Academy, this might be a little different and you might feel a little bit better about this recruitment um, in terms of the Cardinals' chances. But regardless, I think that even if Dayton is the team to beat, I think that Louisville is going to give George Washington a decent amount to consider here. Um, now, you can look at this one of two ways. You can look at this from Washington's perspective, and you can look at this from Louisville's perspective. We'll start with Washington's perspective. Um, you you talk about being recruited by a highly um, you know, touted Power 5 program, one of the Blue Blood programs in college basketball. And this is a Louisville program that right now, you look at the guard play and you look at um, you know who the ball handlers are on this Louisville team. L. Ellis could very well go to the NBA after this season. And then you have a walk-on at Hersey Miller and you have a three-star um, you know, freshman in Fabio Basile, who is assuming that both those guys are going to be on the roster next year, even though Washington's projected as more of a kind of an undersized two guard at six foot two, he's still a combo guard. Um, you know, there's opportunity to possibly play early here at uh, the University of Louisville. And obviously, the Cardinals still recruiting DJ Wagner and AJ Johnson, um, extremely 
um, tough and trying to um, you know get one of, if not both of those guys. So Washington might not necessarily be the only guard that ends up in the 2023 class, assuming that he would. Um, but still there's an opportunity that the playing time could possibly be there early. And it's a, it's a place that you're familiar with in Louisville. And it's a program that is looking to rise back into national prominence. So um, in terms of, you know, the other side of the table and, and, you know, speaking from a Louisville perspective, I will say, from experience, I've watched George Washington III play a handful of times, uh, most notably in the first round of the seventh region tournament this past March when um, I was announcing for mail. Obviously, current Louisville commit and top 50 prospect Caleb Glenn was on that mail team, and he battled, went back and forth with, with George Washington III's Christian Academy Centurions. Um, mail ended up coming out on top, but... Washington put on a clinic, showed that he could not be stopped. He's a microwave scorer, can score at all three levels. Um, isn't the biggest guy, like I said, 6'2", but very solid handles, able to create his own shot off the dribble, a limitless range inside of the half court, and has good um, you know, body control when it comes to taking it to the rack and being able to finish through contact. So just a very, very solid fundamental player um, and has an underrated um, athletic ability and underrated facilitating uh, ability. You know, he's not the quickest guard and he's not the strongest guard, but he plays extremely smart, has a tremendous feel for the game. I said it back then and I'll say it now. I am an advocate for George Washington the third, I really do believe that he is going to be a successful player at the next level. Um, obviously, I feel like Louisville's in a situation now to where you look at Washington's recruiting ranks, like, oh, he's ranked, he's ranked outside of the top 100. He's ranked just inside of the top 100, depending on whatever rankings. Well, Fabio Basile wasn't even ranked. It's all a matter of you know projection in terms of the talent and the potential and I think that you kind of in my opinion I, I kind of overlook this um, this recruiting ranking because I'll be honest with you as many times as I've seen Washington play I'm just not so sure that there are 75 better seniors in the high school basketball landscape than George Washington III. I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't think that there are. Um, doesn't necessarily have truly a glaring weakness. Now, maybe a little bit of a tweener in terms of position. Uh, he might not necessarily be a true point guard and kind of an undersized two guard, uh, which could be the only concern. But even then at the college ranks, um, I think his perimeter shooting allows you to kind of make up for some of those some of those concerns. So, um I think that this is a recruitment that I'm excited to see Louisville trying to get back into the mix with. Um, you know, obviously, um, I think that Washington is one heck of a basketball player. Um, you know, he is a player that uh, can affect the game in a lot of different ways, and and that's one thing that I like about his skill set is that he's not just a scorer, but he also does all of the little things as well in terms of, um, um, you know, in terms of facilitating on ball defense, you know, you name it. So uh, going to be interesting to see if Washington locks in a visit uh, with the Cardinals coming up soon, but we'll obviously discuss that when that time comes. So in other news, 
obviously, there's a lot of variety of topics to discuss on today's episode of the show. In other news, Montrez Harrell, um, the legal issues are behind Trez, and he has thus signed a two-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers, um, two-year $5.2 million deal. I'm going to tell you why I like this move for not only Harrell, but also for the Philadelphia 76ers after we talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. As you gear for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Um, you know, There's so many simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's simply why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So do yourself a favor. Um, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. It helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster every week. Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So don't hesitate. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So like I mentioned, Montrez Hero, two-year, $5.2 million contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this is obviously news coming on the heels of all of the um, offseason legal issues uh, being resolved. Uh, so Trez is, um, you know, was kind of, you know, kind of on standby in terms of where he was going to end up. But after spending... Um, you know, the last part of the year with Charlotte, in which he averaged 11.4 points per game and um, 4.9 rebounds per game, he is now a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. I like this move for Trez. Trez, at this point, um, you know, at 28, probably about to turn 29, um, you know, midway through the season, two-year deal. Um, you know, it's kind of the the types of deals where you see these role players like Trez, um, you know, where their contracts land. Um, could he have gotten some more money? I mean, possibly. I, I think that there was maybe some more money out there. Now, it might have hurt him the fact that he waited or he had to wait this long. Um, but you're talking about, you know, a guy that um, – you know, obviously, you want to put yourself in, in a situation to where you can win uh, an NBA championship. And he signed with uh, the Lakers back in the 2020, 2021 season. And, uh, things kind of really didn't necessarily um, work out too well. I mean, I, I think individually he, he did pretty solid, but for what the Lakers were looking for um, and, and what they kind of needed for their rotation, I don't think Trez really fit that all that well. I, you know, He even said that the Lakers misused him um, in a report from Bleacher Report. So, um, you know, that kind of just uh, – it, it is what it is. Um, so – but regardless, that is in the past. Um, Trez was a free agent, and now he's looking to, uh, I would assume, you know, put himself in a situation to where, you know, he's he's in a good spot, uh, a good 
um, you know, basketball culture up in Philadelphia. You know, he's up in a place where they're likely going to contend for uh, an Eastern Conference championship. Now, obviously, Milwaukee, uh, Miami, um, Boston are going to be in the mix. But I like this move for Trez because he gets to play with guys who run the pick and roll pretty well and Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. Um, you are going to back up probably either Tobias Harris or Joel Embiid. Um, you're going to get solid second unit minutes. There's not necessarily much that you know you're being asked to do except for provide a spark off the bench, which it's obvious that that is where Trez thrives and has succeeded throughout his career, whether it been early on with the Rockets, um, most notably with the Clippers uh, when he got traded there in the Chris Paul trade, had some solid um, you know stints you know in L.A. Um, you know, Washington, Charlotte, you name it, but being a spark plug off the bench, a guy that can give you double digits any given night, um, you're a high energy player that is going to be uh, fundamental in, you know, setting screens and doing some work in the pick and roll. I like this move for Trez. Maybe he could have secured some more financial security. Um, but you know, he's, he's a guy that's been in the league for, Oh gosh, going on, I think this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think this is going to be year eight for Trez in the league. Um, so maybe necessarily he might look at this opportunity as a, you know, as a chance to go out and, and you know, contend for a ring. Um, you know, you're with a successful squad. You're with a squad that has a lot of potential with James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid and company. Um, and then from a Philadelphia standpoint, I mean, this makes too much sense. Uh, you know, you bring in a backup five that knows how to play his role well, does good at setting screens. On-ball defense might be a little bit of, of a concern, but when you have guys like P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid, Paul Reed and company, Matisse Thibel, um, you know, maybe your defensive uh, deficiencies get a little bit overlooked. But I think that Trez probably fits this unit more as a backup five which would be solid because you know Philadelphia now has a um, a second unit of DeAnthony Melton, Thibel, Daniel House, um, um, Trez, maybe Shake Milton, um, and then one of maybe Harden or or Joel Embiid. Regardless, I, I think that this is a low risk move. A possible medium reward for the Philadelphia 76ers because you get a guy that uh, fits what you're looking for, gives you that toughness, gives you that um, you know that type of toughness that frankly can win you some playoff games and obviously that's a uh, best case scenario but Trez is a is a player that has averaged double figures you're getting him for less than three million annually for the next two years 28 years old so he's still uh, seemingly got uh, plenty in the tank a uh, seven foot four wingspan gives you some solid stuff in pick and roll situations good at setting screens that's obviously huge with James Harden who um, you know is you know the pick and roll maestro uh, one of them in the NBA um, you know Tyrese Maxey as well and I think that you know he's a solid option you know, off the bench and what people don't understand is second units are just so critical when it comes to winning championships so this is something that I'm really really looking forward to seeing how um, you know, this works for the Sixers, but I love this move for Trez and I love this even more for, um, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers, low risk, low financial commitment, low financial obligation, but a medium reward, a, a solid locker room guy. 
Annie's Annie's from the University of Louisville, so how could you not like that? Obviously, so. Um, but regardless, like the move for both parties. Um, to finish out the show, three-star tight end C.J. Jacobson has cut his list to six. The Cardinals made that list. Um, we'll talk about who else made the list and you know how serious are the Cardinals going to get in this recruitment. Um, we'll do that here in a second. I, I do want to give you a little update on scheduling for the rest of the week. Um, obviously, tomorrow and Friday will be all about previewing the upcoming matchup for the Central of Florida game coming up on Friday night in Orlando. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and now WHAS 11 plus five days a week, your team every day. Be sure to go to WHAS11.com, scroll down to their sports section, excuse me, and you can find all of the Locked On the Louisville podcast episodes and you can watch them on the WHAS 11 website. So, Pretty exciting stuff. Um, it, it seems like you know people talked about ah the eras out of the recruiting momentum for the football program, and although I don't necessarily agree nor disagree because I think it's too early to make that call because we will see. Um, it still didn't stop C.J. Jacobson from releasing his top six um, over the past I think day or so, and the Cardinals made that six along with Utah, NC State, Arizona. Arizona State and BYU um, ranked just inside of the top 1,000, uh, the 949th best player in the 24-7 sports composite, 47th best tight end, and the second best prospect in the state of Idaho. This is one where it's kind of hard to gauge how serious Louisville is going to get in this recruitment. Um, there really hasn't been any news of him taking a visit soon. He's already taken official visits to Utah and NC State. Um, according to PackInsider.com, it says Jacob is looking to possibly make a midseason college decision. So if that's the case, midseason probably places you around the October area. So um, if Louisville was to get involved in this recruitment, Admittedly, they would probably have to try to prioritize them pretty quickly. Uh, but in, they already have a tight end committed in Jamari Johnson. Um, obviously, there's been talks from the Louisville side that Johnson's commitment is solid. Um, but you know, there's still some big time offers that have been extended to him, like Alabama, who he called. Um, I, I'm not sure if he called them a dream school, but he talked very highly of the offer. Obviously, so maybe Jacobson could. Uh, provides some insurance at the tight end position because, you know, you have to hold on to Jamari Johnson. Um, there is possibly some spots with Marshawn Ford graduating. Um, Christian Peterson entered the transfer portal. Vic Mullen is no longer a part of the program, so you have some possibilities at the tight end position. Um, but at this point, I think that um, – yeah, if Louisville was to go after another tight end, assuming that they hold on to to Jamari Johnson, if they were to go after another tight end, my gut is telling me that they probably look to do so in the transfer portal to go get uh, an instant impact guy. Um, you know, losing Marshawn Ford. Now, granted, you know, I think that Des Melton, Francis Sherman, um, Isaac, and Dwayne Martin are, are pretty solid. Um, you know, they still may look to go to the transfer portal to get um, a one-year guy that could be the bridge to Jamari Johnson. So you give him a year to get acclimated within the program. 
Um, but from a skill set standpoint, from CJ Jacobson, um, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds from Rocky Mountain High School in Meridian, Idaho. Um, it lines up a lot at wide receiver out wide for Rocky Mountain High School. Missed a good amount of his uh, junior season with a, um, I think it was either a finger or a hand injury. I think he missed seven games, but lined up at tight end, lined up at wide receiver, used in a lot of different ways, uh, has some deceptive speed that helps him, uh, you know, become a solid out wide threat at the high school level. Um, deceptive speed, obviously, with good size and good strength. More of a pass-catching tight end. So, you know, it seems like there's two types of tight ends in Scott Satterfield's uh, system, the more traditional blocking tight ends and then the H-backs that project as more pass-catching tight ends used in different uh, instances. So if he were to be prioritized by the coaching staff, you would probably be used more so in line of an H-back, a guy that, you know, Probably used more so in the passing game rather than, you know, blocking up front, blocking off the edge and things of that nature. So, but like I said, I'm not necessarily sure um, how serious the Cardinals are going to get in this recruitment, considering there hasn't been a lot of talks uh, about Jacobson in the first place. Um, You know, he's already taken two official visits to Utah and NC State. There hasn't been, as far as I'm aware, not much talk of Louisville. Uh, getting a visit from Jacobson, um, but regardless, I think that you know this is uh, a prospect that they they kind of have a uh, enough numbers at the tight end position at the moment because you have a guy like Jamari Johnson coming in, um, you know, assumingly. But regardless, um, we'll, we'll kind of see the telltale signs. Obviously, are going to be if he schedules a visit here in the next week to uh, a couple weeks. So um, talked about George Washington, the third decommitting from Ohio state and Louisville getting uh, back into the mix. We discussed uh, Montrez Harrell um, signing a two year, $5.2 million deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. And obviously just now discussed um, CJ Jacobson cutting his list to six. Thanks again, everyone, for making Locked on the Louisville your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 ahead of Thursday's season kickoff, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked on Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked on Bets, all all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. As I mentioned, it's all UCF talk from here on out to finish out the week. Um, Thanks again for tuning in today. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here.